What? All right, I'm going for it. You see if you can figure that shit out. What's up, everybody? Welcome. We're going uh, live from the shed, unedited. This is going to be uh, the most unfiltered, uncensored, spit in your own ears. There's no loop here. This thing's going to be raw. It's going to be messy because uh, you know what happens when you have to actually start showing up to work? You have less time on your hands. And then all of a sudden you realize, I don't have time to put this whole thing together. So you go, fuck it. I'm just going to go live on YouTube. It'll be what it is. Did we figure out all the tech issues? Did we figure out how to get a boards that you could see the news stories that I'm trying to discuss? We, no, we figured out nothing, but we just decided, fuck it. It's me and Mike Nice. He's sitting over there. He's not on camera. You know why? Because those are the elements that we didn't figure out, but we're fucking going for it. Um, am I coming through on the audio over there? Okay. Uh, so a couple quick plugs before we get into the news story. Summer porch tour is in session. Hell, I'm, I'm fucking porch touring it right now. This is where porch tour began season one out in the shed. So punch porch tour is in session and we've got some big shows coming your way. What do we got? First is Philly followed by Baltimore. I owe some responses on emails. People wanted to know the address or the city for, uh, for Maryland, which I will get for you guys. It's in Maryland. It's like an hour North of, uh, Baltimore. That's going to be the heart of summer porch tour. June 3rd, I mean, July 3rd in uh, Tom's backyard, followed by uh, with the shed, shed cast boys, myself, menu and heart, BK, Chris, I'm telling you, there's going to be fucking party shows. And then the Maryland show with live fireworks. Um, and we'll probably do a podcast from the private bar is going to be fun. Uh, then we got July 17th, Boston. We're finally going to settle. Uh, and we, I got some big things planned for uh, this year's smoke out bug out to so show up for that. Nashville is in the works. Um, and I'm loving the idea of like now doing like full events out of these things as opposed to, I mean, I love doing standup standups, the funnest thing ever, but I'm trying to make full events out of these things. So I'm still trying to figure out the celebration of sandwiches. Uh, and we're going to do a couple more spots in the summer porch tour. How do you get your porch onto the summer porch tour? Mike, what do you think people need to do in order to get like, what do you think people need to email me? to be a viable candidate that will show up to their house and, you know, summer porch tour with them. What do you think I'm looking for from people emailing me saying, Hey, I've got a nice porch. Food is definitely big. Wife's with big titties. That's, that's definitely gotten my attention in the past. Um, here's the thing. If you're local with like an interesting story, nice porch, send me an email, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. If like you're, you know, driving distance, it's easy to do. Um, if you're further out, we're definitely trying to start pack these things with live shows in addition to summer porch touring. So let us know if we can throw a party in your backyard or if you want to fly us somewhere like some dude with the mansion hit me up. I have to get back to him. But like if you'll let us film a shed cast rap video from your mansion, pretend like we own the place. Now that's more intriguing. You know what I mean? If we can do like the summer porch tour rap song about how we're taking over people's homes and looking at their wives titties like. I feel like we'd be onto something. Oh, and we might do a rooftop pool party in uh, in Hoboken. Uh, we're we're gonna find out about that. Uh, last night I went to a uh, small uh, party. It was like my parents' friends. My parents. I was I was in town. Parents' friends are having a party. I go to this party, uh, and I was talking to a doctor at this party. Uh, and it amazes me. I'd like to have more conversations with doctors because it amazes me. The guys, much uh, Mike, you you've been vaccinated, right? Yeah, and uh, do you feel do you feel worse because since it? You know what? I thought I was more tired, but then I hit a home run during softball. Oh, so you feel like if anything, the vaccines are helping you hit home runs? Yeah, you know what's funny? The first day I got the vaccine, you're I gonna have to go get a vaccine every weekend because I know you're OCD like me, and you're like that worked. My softball league that pays me no money and everyone's drinking beers. If I'm hitting home runs on Sundays, I got a vaccine every weekend. <laughs> 
Uh, anyways, it was interesting talking to a doctor because, you know, I'm out here and I, I didn't argue with the guy at all. I just kind of was asking questions. I was curious to get his perspective. I've gotten very good at, I guess, getting information out of people to see what their perspective is without actually uh, pushing back or starting a rant because people, they're not working with their weekends. They don't want to show up to a party and then all of a sudden get stuck in a conversation with they didn't realize is a now basically a conservative news pundit who's going to attack them with talking points while they're trying to enjoy themselves at a party. Uh, but I do have a little bit more humility with all of my uh, anti-vax rhetoric because it's interesting to me to talk to like a Princeton educated doctor who, you know, it's actually his career and it's actually his field of study. And he just thinks I'm an idiot for not getting the vaccine. So um, I'm still pretty sure I'm right. And I'm going to keep running my mouth about it because that's what we do here. But that was interesting. And then last random topic that I want to get into. Uh, and I, I'm sure I've discussed this before on the podcast, but the bike lanes in New York City have gotten out of control with these people on uh on like the electric bicycles. And firstly, it makes me feel worse about myself because I used to be the fastest person for the most part on the bike lane. Now I just keep getting passed by these and I feel like they haven't earned it. Like they're not living the lifestyle. They're not showing up sweaty to places all summer long. That's the way I'm living. You show up like I, I accept the fact that everywhere I go, I'm going to smell like shit because I'm too neurotic to take the subway. And I feel like that's what being in the bike lane was about. It was living the actual lifestyle of just realizing that you were going to torment every single person at your office the entire day because you were sweaty and you stunk like shit. And now you got these people who were like, firstly, those the, the bikes are actually bigger than the bike lane. Like they take up too much space. They're not good at passing. I'm going to end up in a fight with a guy on an electric bicycle and I won't win. I don't know how to fight. So it's, I'm not like some tough guy where I say I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to end up getting like hit by one of those guys and then want to fight him and get my ass kicked. That's what's going to end up happening. Uh, all right. What are we, uh, what are we trying to fidget for? Just leave it. Fuck it. If we can't pull up the news stories, we can't pull up the news stories. Oh, you got it. Okay, well, we're, we're going to get there shortly, but, uh, you know, you got to quick with all the sudden motions. I'm like, a, I'm like a thing in like one of those cages and all of a sudden twitching and the motions throwing me off. I got eight people watching me live right now, Mike Nice. Why would you try and ruin my flow? That's eight whole people that have uh, decided, you know what? I'm not doing anything on my Sunday. Let me hang out with Robbie the Fire, who's going to, by the way, sweat in his only pair of jeans I'm going to have to wear to the show tonight. But it's okay. You know, like I said, I'm used to riding in the bike lane and smelling bad. It's just, it's what I do now. All right. First topic of the day. Let's talk about uh, Kamala. She went down to Guatemala to bring hope to the people. And I actually think if there's one person in America who can bring hope to the people of Guatemala, she goes down there and then everyone's like, man, if this nasty bitch made it, there really is opportunity in that country. I mean, if somebody as unlikable as Kamala Harris can raise all the way to vice president, imagine what a hardworking, charming Guatemalan like me can do if I could just sneak across that border. I mean, that, that's an inspiring Disney story of the most unlikable person that we've ever produced, raising herself to like just the highest degrees of, uh, I, I guess, government and influence. So that's an inspiring story. And I know you might be thinking, like, but these people don't speak English. If Kamala's down there and she's speaking English, how are these people going to know that she's so unlikable and be able to share? And the point is, cunt transcends languages. You don't need to speak English to realize Kamala Harris is a cunt. It's in the voice. It's in the tone. It's in the facial gestures. You don't need to speak English to see that this is a ugly donkey face bitch. You don't need to know English in order to pick up on that. And this truly is an inspiring story. So apparently, Kamala, she goes down there. 
because uh, she needs to see firsthand what, what, the, what the issue is that so many people are sneaking up. And the head of Guatemala, uh, I don't know what random articles I'm pulling this from, but here are some quotes. He said, the guy said the problem is the lukewarm message uh, coming, right, coming from America. And so Kamala goes, you know what? I can take care of this. People think that they can get in. I'll clear this up. I'm a nasty bitch, and I'll let them know. I'll let them know right off the bat. If anyone's going to scare these people out of coming from the border, it's me. So she goes, let me set the record straight. And here's what she says, the good people of Guatemala. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our borders. There are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. She continued, and I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. And she said, believe, because she hasn't actually visited the border, so she's not sure. You would have to actually go to the border in order to find out about these kind of things. Now I'm tripping out. Why am I? Oh, because you're trying to figure out the uh, the share screen. Okay. Uh, I also like the believe part because she's saying, hey, I'm going to clear this up. I'm going to let people know that for sure they can't get in. And when you say things like believe, the messaging is a little bit like, oh, so it sounds like I might be able to get in. Like, if anything, you're, you're, you're doing the opposite. You're actually giving these people hope or it's like it's a lottery. If I go up, I might get in. You, the, the president, the vice president came all the way down to Guatemala to let me know that I might. It's a lottery. I might have a chance here. I might be able to get in over there. And here's what's crazy um, about this is that, firstly, Biden sent her down there because uh, he's an old white man. And as an old white man, you're not allowed to do evil things. So you can't even make important decisions that might have harsh ramifications because as a white person, you're not allowed to do that. And that's actually become the new white privilege where anything that seems evil or is a tough decision that you need to make will have to be delegated to a minority because the, like, how great is that? You're going to be in an office and like, there's going to be the one guy that has to go fire everybody or has to go ch shut down the factory and whatever it is, you're going to have to go to the black dude on your team and be like, listen, you're going to have to go tell everyone that they don't have a job anymore. He's like, well, why do I have to? It's like, what? well, I'm white. I can't do that. I'm not allowed to do that anymore. We we need like that's going to be all, all outsourcing of every harsh decision will have to go to someone who is a minority group. And that's actually become the new white privilege where we're never going to have to do anything that even seems to be evil because we're not allowed to. So good thing that they've worked that one out. Here's the other thing I love about Kamala. So all she has to do, she works in government. All your job is, is you got to pretend like you're working, right? You got to say, hey, if we can't fix this, it's because you're not giving us enough money. The Republicans aren't giving us enough money to fix this. And if if that doesn't work, then you blame it on the next on the, on the last president. You go, listen, the last president left us with the mess. I'm working on it. We'll get it fixed. And we just need a little bit more money. That's all you got to do. It doesn't matter what they ask you. Hey, listen, last guy left it as a mess. And I just need a little bit more money. Give me a little bit more. Money. I, I can get this thing fixed. That's all you got to do. But then she goes on there. And uh, they ask her, they're like, hey, are you going to visit the border? And she's like, I've been to the border. They're like, you haven't been to the border. She's like, well, you know, what do I even got to look at this border for? And by the way, you know why she doesn't want to see the border? I'll tell you. You ever realize every time she does something evil, she has to laugh because she's a real life villain. And when evil things are happening or when she's doing harm to other people, like putting people that don't need to be in jail, she can't help it but laugh. And she goes down there and she sees those kids in cages. She's going to be cracking up. She doesn't know what she has no other way to react to it. The same way if I look at a hot chick um, at home and, uh, you know, I might get an erection looking at porn. I might get turned on by something. Kamala can't help but laugh when she's confronting signs of people in horrible distress. And that's why she can't go to the border. You can't be on camera just laughing at kids. That's not going to work out well. So that's why she's refusing to go. And by the way, just to prove my point about how you're supposed to handle these things. Here's this is coming from a pro. This is from 
Uh, well, here, I'll just read the quote. Insisting that the border was not facing a crisis, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said in early March that the problems the agency faced should be blamed on the previous administration. And how great is that? It's both. It isn't a problem. But if you do think it's a problem, it was the last guy's fault. So not a problem. But if you think it's a problem, it was the last guy. We had we had nothing to do with it. Uh, and now a word from our sponsor, the Yo Family Brands of Summer Entertainment. Yo Delta and Yo Kratom. We're out here. We got we got both. We got our, we got our Kratoms. I think we went through all the Deltas because uh, uh, we, got Delta pens, we got Delta Pens. Uh, the edibles, you know, you leave... You leave something in the home of drug addicts. He can't expect to come back and see it. I mean, you you decide you're doing a bit on the show called, uh, you know, Shed Cast Bodega Summer. Where each week, you'll take a different bodega drug uh, sponsored by the nice individuals of your Kratom who will send you uh, boner pills. They'll send you bongs. They'll send you the Kratoms. They'll, they'll sponsor the bit. Uh, and then your friends will just dip into the bong without you. They'll christen your bong without you because that's what happens. If you leave drugs around drug addicts, that's your own fault. It's like uh, it's biblical. Don't put a stumbling block in front of a blind man. You leave drugs with drug addicts. They're going to do all your drugs. But that's not what this is about. This was supposed to be about Yo Delta, uh, where, uh, dude, Delta is the shit. You don't have to track down your dealer. This is for people who are 21 plus and, you know, already enjoy these things. We're not trying to convince anybody. Uh, to become a shed person. If you're not already living the shed lifestyle, I don't want you to listen to this ad and then, you know, turn your life into a guy who uh, lives in, in something like this. I like shed vibes. I'm all about the shed vibes. Go check out the shed cast each week on Thursdays. We shed. I'm all about living that shed life. But you, you might have a good office job. I'm not saying you should be experimenting with shed life, but if you're already living shed life, then just go to yodelta.com. You, you can load up on your Delta 8s. It's just as good as your weed. It's going to get you stoned. You get the vape cartridges, which means if you're like at work or some other environment where you don't want to stink like weed. Dude, if they had those fucking vape cartridges when I was in high school, oh, man, it would have been game over. I mean, I have to thrill of weed was trying to like wash it off of you like you just committed a like a crime and you got to get the blood off you. You know what I mean? Like I used to remember just like scrubbing your hands nine times panic that you still smell like weed. But with those cartridges, you don't have to worry about it. Same with the uh, the edibles. They got everything. And then uh, listen, if you're ready to step up from just being a person who uses weed, Kratom, you can get a whole kilo for just $60 from Yo Kratom. Yo Kratom requires no uh, promo code. Uh, if you're going to load up on your deltas, use the promo code FIRE. And before before I move on from this, uh, why don't we get a real live endorsement from a drug addict? Mike Nice, what do you have to say about the Delta products? There you go. It's, it's the shed endorsement from Mike Nice himself. All right, and now for our newest segment... Uh, we're going to do some quick takes, which, uh, you know, at some point we'll uh, we'll get some fancy graphics in here or we'll get the whole spinning wheels saying quick takes. I'll figure out what to do with my arms since I got the mic in the stand, which is not the ideal setup. But listen, we're going to we're going to figure all this shit out as we go. Uh, so here are some quick takes of uh, some random news stories from this past week. The first one I'm going to hit is the news story about how half of the pandemic unemployment money may have been stolen. Uh, the first figure that I'd like to pull your attention to is apparently uh, they lost more than $400 billion to crooked claims, which that's wall money. At that point, we could have built ourselves a wall. Kamala wouldn't even need to be down at that border. 
I'm going to guess 400 billion about covers what that wall was. Maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, it's quick takes where we do less research. We do more, we do more news stories quicker and do less research on them. Uh, the other thing is I love that somehow criminals are good at paperwork. Like you would think if anything, criminals are like, just like, how is it that like, I would never sit down and figure out a fucking PPE loan scam, but criminals will do it. And then a lot of this money apparently went to these crime syndicates that are also coming back at us. Uh, and like doing these, uh, these scams where, you know, they, uh, they're doing like the phishing scams they're shutting down pipelines, hospitals, things like that. And saying, Hey, give us our Bitcoin or we're going to kill your people in these hospitals. Uh, so apparently a lot of our money went to that. And what's funny about, I mean, it's not, it's, yeah, it's funny. What's funny is that like any business in the world is you make more money, you can hire more people and there's a growth model there. So if you're in the business of ransom, and in this case, it's digital ransom where you're hijacking people's infrastructure and then getting them to pay you each time you do that, you can potentially hire more people and train more people into how to operate these phishing scams. It's a pretty lucrative growth model. And so when the government comes and says, hey, there's a national tragedy in here, we got to get out money as quickly as possible. But don't you worry, we're going to make sure we get it to the right people. And then 50 percent of it goes to these people that are going to then do uh, phishing or other scams. You're actually uh, funding crime because it's now a growth model where there's more profits in crime. And so these people can continue to expand and then have more resources to then use against us. I remember years ago reading about some article about how I. Uh, like one military faction that we had paid like through the Pentagon uh, and like was was fighting with a different one that was funded by the CIA. And I always just wonder how much crime in this world or problems that we have is just because of our own resources, resources that we gave people. And now they're coming back to haunt us. A uh, big new Bitcoin news story, though, in Bitcoin news, we're going to have to get Guy Swan on to talk about this. He's our resident expert. Oh, before I do, dude, I'm fucking loading up on my cryptos and the DeFi's. I'm going I'm going hog wild. I'm buying anytime someone mentions a name to me now. I just put 250 bucks in it. I don't know if that's a winning strategy, but you tell me three letters and it's crypto. I'm just like it's just chips on the crap board. I figure I'm up on my Bitcoin and that's it. I'm just like, I'm like tripling down on uh, when you play craps, you got some money on the table and you start betting the hard ways, the hard fours, the hard eights, you start having some fun. Most of the time when I've done this in craps, I've just lost more money quicker. Uh, but I'm taking that losing strategy to the crypto market and I'm putting, I, I got sushi swap. I've got, I've got uh you're in sushi swap. I'm on, dude, I'm on fucking suit. I'm trying to get Monero, but it's too complicated. If you're out there and you want to put Monero on like just a thumb drive for me, it's currently at like 250. As long as it's under 500, I'm interested. I'll get, I'll, I'll fucking Venmo you the money and you can take a premium. And then when I see you at a gig, I'll just assume you actually exist in the world and you can hand me that thumb drive. Monero's too complicated. I want some of that, but I got my I got myself some Ethereum. I got myself some Bitcoin. I got myself some Link Chain. I'm in the Link Chain army now. I got myself some BT. I got whatever uh um at Pavel Trades basically was talking about on the show. I loaded up. Uh in question for you guys. I started using Gemini, which allows you to like lend it back to the platform and uh, actually make interest on it. I'm curious to know how much of a scam that is, because you can even put your like dollar like like they got a thing pegged to the U.S. dollar that they'll let you earn seven percent on. How much risk am I putting on my plate that Gemini might go under? And I'm literally not just losing, I guess, what I'm lending to them, but all the crypto whatsoever. It would seem to me like it's in, like any other bank where. There could be a run on it and it's less secure. I'm curious. Maybe you guys have the hot take on Gemini. Let me know. But here was the news story I wanted to um, highlight. So apparently I was saying it would make a great movie of like the Rambo type guy that goes abroad to collect all this money from the hackings. Apparently we didn't even need to do that. The FBI managed to get back uh, millions from the pipeline ransom. 
Uh, I don't know who's covering this. Hit me up, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. That would seem to me, and I'm loading up on my BTC. I'm going hog wild. Like I said, I've even I, I put more in since it came down to like 35. Uh, I'm curious to know how bad that is for Bitcoin. That government, I guess, has figured out how to crack keys or maybe not crack keys, but go to the platforms and say, hey, some of this was stolen money. You got to give it back to us. That does seem to uh, kind of stand against the entire what we love about Bitcoin, that it's outside of government and being unhackable. Uh, maybe Guy Swan next week will come on and talk to us about that. On the good side, you had that story. I think it was in Sri Lanka. They just made Bitcoin legal tender, which if more countries were to do, obviously that would further legitimize Bitcoin, would further showcase how much it can actually help poor people. Because everyone who's against Bitcoin right now, they're using all the government tools that they'd like to use, which is basically shame. They're trying to pretend that it's... um. Uh, a bad asset because it funds terrorism. Guess what? The U.S. dollar funds us droning kids and people starving in Yemen. So let's not pretend for what like, dude, everything in the world has a good and bad side to it. The Internet, you can go on it tomorrow and you could research any topic in the world or you can jerk off till your dick bleeds. You can do, like everything in the world has those two qualities to it. You can point to anything and say what's negative about it. The fact that Bitcoin can be used for terrorism, drug use, or anything else, it's no different than the U.S. dollar. The fact that it's burning uh, um, fossil fuels and the creation of it. Listen, I, we're running air conditioners. What does an air conditioner do? It makes you cool. What is a cryptocurrency that uses like, well, it gives you the most sound money in all of human history that can uh, help impoverished countries quit, quit the government from stealing our money uh, and also potentially even create a better world where since your money keeps going up, we change people's time preferences to a more dignified culture that is not reliant on consumption. Bitcoin can change the world for the better. And I would make the argument that it might be the most efficient use of electricity ever. But that's what they're going to argue is that we're ruining the world uh, and that there's all sorts of negative things that are happening. So if we can start getting proof of concept of poor people or poor countries being in a better situation because of their ability to get capital because of what's going on with Bitcoin and more people were to take it. We'd be in good shape. So who knows? Was this a win or a losing week for news on Bitcoin? We'll have to track down Guy Swan or another expert. All right. Here's some more random news stories. Psaki. We've all seen Psaki. And I figured out the way she talks. It, she, I feel like she's like a puppet. But like whoever's working her hands, like just hasn't quite figured it out yet. So she's like, she doesn't know, you know, like Trump, he, he's he's got his thing. He's got his rhythm. But Psaki's like, you know, like her two arms are like glued together. She doesn't quite have it figured out. All right, next one. New York Post, Jeff Bezos teeved over phallic-shaped rocket. I don't know if you guys have seen this rocket, but it's straight out of Austin Powers. We're like, it's a big dick. And uh, it's great that you can be a billionaire, win at everything, be like, dude, I'm getting myself my own fucking rocket. I'm going to go to space. And everyone's just be like, yeah, but it still looks like a dick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> your billion dollar rocket looks like a big, big uh, dick. Uh, some dude spent $28 million uh, to go with him to be in space for a few seconds, which just seems lame. I don't know that that's the best use of $28 million, but God bless. I don't have $28 million, but I would love it because Jeff Bezos, that also means was willing to sell one of the seats for $28 billion. I would love it if that person just turns out to be the most annoying person you've ever dealt with with his entire life. Just like beginning to end, asking questions, maybe like, do we like, hey, is this, is this really gonna, we gotta be nervous that the thing's gonna explode? Or I was thinking if I were to go, I, like if the guy would give me the seat, I would just load up on like, I don't know, like dairy products and I would just fucking fart like crazy. I would just love it if someone ruined bait where he's like, I'm never selling a, I'm never selling a seat on this thing again. Mike, what would you, you know what you would do to be annoying is you would keep like checking the doors 
and like just being panicked. Like, did you properly lock that? No, I can't. I spent $28 million. I can't sit in this seat. You got to sit in that seat. Do you have my cord? You would just get OCD about it. What do you think you would do if you were just sitting there trying to piss off Bezos? Yeah, like that was your goal. You're like, dude. <laughs> yeah, you would just ask him the nervousy questions. All right, next quick news story. Uh, this was from the New York Post, and this was unbelievable assery. Whoever put this one together, I would like to work with you. This was hilarious. So uh, um, AOC was complaining that, look, look at what Trump did to my poor, uh, what, what do they call uh, grandmothers in Spanish? Pueblo? Abuela, my, my poor abuela, my poor abuela, Mr. Trump has ruined my poor abuela's life. And so she shows this picture of like a gutted house uh, of her abuela living in horrible poverty. And so someone goes, well, that's terrible. This little old lady is living in poverty. And so he puts up a GoFundMe that raises $100,000 to basically call AOC on her bluff. And then they shut it down. Uh, so AOC is actively keeping her grandmother impoverished when the free market was saying, listen, we'll help you out here. That's terrible that that's happening. But we'd like to contribute. Let, let us let us help your abuela. Uh, and obviously, the fact that AOC is uh, probably making enough money that she can help out her own family, it was just good that they called bullshit on her. All right, next quick news story. So we've got the G7 leaders. They're uh, they're getting together. They're trying to figure out uh, what's going to be next for the world. And I'll read a quick quote. On Sunday, the G7 leaders are expected to issue a closing declaration promising more financial support for develop developing countries hit by the climate crisis and funds for infrastructure projects in the developing world, an alternative to a Chinese program. And I love it that China is giving so much like to other countries and people like they got together like shit. Do we have to help poor countries too now? Like, dude, like fucking China. They're giving all this shit to poor countries. Like, I don't want to give shit to poor people. Are you kidding me? I barely want to give things to my people. But I got to promise them free stuff in order to get into office. But now, I mean, China, fucking China. Since we're like, we're not supposed to help poor people in other countries. All right. Here's another one. Uh, there was this whole uh, hula about what's going on with the Arizona audit, which is a very interesting news story. Uh, the problem is when the only coverage is coming from the MyPillow guy. <laughs> when the only person making the conservative case is the MyPillow guy, it's very hard to differentiate fact from fiction. Uh, but what does sometimes lead me to believe that maybe there's something actually interesting going here on here is the left's reaction to it. So I would think if I were the left and this elections were completely valid and legitimate, I would push for an audit so that I could prove beyond any doubt whatsoever. So even people like me who looked in and said, I, you can go back to the episode where I said I was annoyed. There's no truth here. It's pick a lie, any lie. But there's a little part of my brain that thinks like, Maybe there were like there are some screwy numbers here. There were some screwy numbers. The fact that more people voted for Biden than anyone's ever voted ever the way they count like there. I don't remember it off the top of my head. There were some things that look shady. So if I was the left, I would go, yes, do your fucking audit. Let's showcase the fact that Donald Trump completely made this shit up and then leave no gray area for kind of saying, listen, Trump and the my pillow guy, uh, which <laughs> how is this guy the biggest voice in conservative politics? Uh, like, why not put the nail into the coffin? But if, of course, they're all screaming that the audit's a sham. And I'm just waiting for when, like, we get audit the audit, where it's just like this endless loop of, and I'm, that's what almost is making me call bullshit, is just how 
upset the scattered news stories are about the audit and the way that it's being operated. Uh, who knows how the thing will unfold. If you got some information on Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. Another quick take. This was a uh, financial times. I only saw the headline, uh, but it said when it comes to inflation, the fed must uh, consider inequality. Firstly, I'll just say inflation is a little bit fun because when like you feel like you're making a ton of money, you feel good for a couple minutes before you realize that like, Oh, it's because everything's more expensive and my paycheck doesn't actually get me anything anymore. But it is kind of fun if you hit like six figure income for like that little bit where you're like, holy shit, I make six figures a year. And then all of a sudden, like you just realize it's not, but there's like that little moment where you felt good about it. You know what I mean? It's like, where it, it would almost be fun if government just actually got in front of it and said, Hey, like money's just going to be like a reverse split or whatever. It's just going to be worth this in the future. Um, I did like the angle of this article when it comes to inflation, the, the fed must consider inequality. I hope that if inflation does hit, we actually do get the news stories about how it uh, disproportionately affects poor people who are just trying to buy their General Mills cereal. And all of a sudden they can't get that sugar shit into their kids in the morning because uh, that might actually be a good attack on the Fed is showcasing the fact that inflation is um, further reducing the wealth of people that haven't been able to be in the asset classes that will go up in tandem with inflation, which could potentially be your house, the stock market or all that shit might go to shit. Okay. Last quick news story, Hunter Biden, he's out there. He's using the N-word. I don't know if you guys saw this. Firstly, how does that come out now? They fucking buried the whole news story about Hunter Biden uh, for like a while. And then all of a sudden we're finding out this guy's using the N-word and there's no outrage about it. Like the entire media, it's like scattered news stories about this guy's usage, which it could be that because he was doing crack, he's got the street cred where he's allowed to use that word. Maybe. I don't know the, I don't know the rules here, you know, because there's no leftist coverage about why he's not in trouble for this. Uh, and and especially when you got a president who's playing like the the hardcore leftist equality card, why isn't there outrage? I mean, we got to set precedent of what is and what is not appropriate. Uh, I also I love the lawyer who makes eight hundred fifty dollars an hour, and you paid me eight hundred fifty dollars an hour. I'd be like, yeah, I'm your end, dude. Totally. What do you mean by that? Like, I just I would just keep the guy talking. I'd be like one of these Russian hooker bots. Uh, and then, you know what, let's call an episode right there. We did it. Uh, Mike nice before I let the fine people go and plug again, you sat here, you diligently, uh, you worked the board. I feel like we had pretty good flow. I feel like we're gonna, we're gonna figure this thing out. We'll figure out the setup. But, uh, before we call an episode, uh, actually you want to, you want to pull up one of the new shed tunes. I'll, uh, I'll do some plugs and we can play it out with the shed tune. Oh, you know what? Let me uh, let me dip in here for a second. Let's read a couple comments if I can uh, yeah. walk up to the computer. Let's uh, someone said that's pretty lame. I assume he's just talking about the show. Um, inflation is here. It's just taking a new form. All this epic money printing and giving of the free money. Uh, no people making stuff, so there's no stuff. All right, there's a lackage of stuff according to. Uh, Asics gaming, and he's got another one. Stuff gets more expensive. People have all worthless money. Stuff gets more expensive. Debts become worthless. Inflation is here, baby. All right, I'm okay with that. Let's read. Uh, let's read two other uh, random comments. Um, seems like a lot from the same people, which makes sense because there's only eight people here. Uh, 19. All right, look, we're killing the numbers. I'm taking a fat Duke right now. Thanks for the content while duking. All right, well, tell us a little bit more about this Duke. I want to know if that Duke came. I'm trying to get into the Duke right. thing. Why are you, you know? Okay, well, show me, show me the, show me the favorite comment. Uh, it says thank you for entertaining me while I'm at work, and another one, someone else said that was like a great time. 
Hell yeah, dude. Shed is the best place to come out. You know what? Maybe we'll start selling very expensive tickets to come through for uh, a Thursday night to hang in the shed, like a, like for super supporters. All right. I'm going to read two more comments. Uh, this one's from Sarah Stern. Hi, Rob. Listen, Sarah, we don't have very uh, much ladies in the audience, so, you know, just DM me. Let's see what's up. Uh, <laughs> on compliment, you make six figures. Damn. No, I don't. But, you know, I was just trying to feel good about myself for a moment. And I was trying to say the theoretical of a person who makes six figures, um, you know, might something, whatever. Mediocre Duke at best. I'm sorry, dude. You know what? This is what you got to do for next week. We'll, we'll, we're going to be trying to go live again. Maybe email me, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. I will let you know when we're going live, and we're going to try and plan a better dumping experience for you. Maybe you can even call in live. We'll walk you through, uh, you know, because I make some epic dumps, especially in the morning. So I'll walk you through what to eat late at night, the laxatives that you should take, and we'll try and record exactly when you're when you're uh, dropping that morning brown. We can coordinate, and then you can let us know if it was a more fulfilling uh, dumping experience. Uh, Sarah Stern is pointing out that she might be my mom. Uh, and even so, DM me. Let's see what's up here. <laughs> All right. Before we call an episode, some report stores in session. Hit me up, uh, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. I owe some of you guys responses on uh, where some of these events are going on. Uh, Boston, listen, all the gigs are going to be a ton of fun. We're going to be doing live stand-up. Shedcast boys are going to be dropping some tunes. Uh, and then we're going to be doing fun stuff like live podcasts and other shenanigans. So come hang out, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. All the information is on Robbie the Fire. Support our sponsors. I owe Sheath an ad read because I forgot to plug him on this episode, but Sheath is fucking awesome. So, ooh, plug it. Because um, when you were sitting, you put your dick into the sheath hole, or you just wore it as uh, as briefs. I gotta talk to him about maybe doing a super summer special. Uh, because as it gets, uh, hot and spicy out, that's when you really want your sheaths. Uh, and I swear by it for, uh, for bike riding, it's becoming my everyday wear. Yeah, no, yeah. Like once you wear them, they're great. And once you get used to kind of having your dick in the, uh, sheath hole and everything separated, you go back to the other underwears and you're like, this is bullshit. I need, uh, I need something for my, uh, my dick hole. You start actually cutting holes into your underwear and then you put your wiener in it. But then over time you just, it, it's like scraping up against your uh, zipper and it's no good. I actually just did sheaths podcast, RPG podcast. I was on Adderall, uh, really pontificating about how to have success in life, which I have no right discussing, but when you're on Adderall, like it just makes sense. You feel like you got it all figured out. And Robert, who's a very successful business owner, um, was willing to indulge me. So I went to him. If you want a, a sales seminar from a person who should not be talking about financial success in any capacity, go check out the RPG show. Uh, I think that's it for plugs. If you're in New York City, I'm going to be in Brooklyn today, and I can't imagine anyone's listening because I'm over-plugging right now. So let's conclude this episode with the Shedcast tune. They just put out Shed. Uh, what's the new album? Hell yeah. Blue Plate Special. We're going to play the Blue Plate Special to close us out. Oh, and go buy Black Captain. I don't know if you've purchased that, oh, so yeah. I hate you all. If you haven't listened to Black Captain, you really need to because it's fucking a great experience. Like, I actually fucking love it. It's one of my favorite things. I've listened to the first uh, season maybe three times now. So go, go get that, please. All right. Play us out. Floyd, all of us, we're going to play the song out.
You can go listen to this. It's on YouTube and all streaming platforms, actually. If you haven't heard this already, it's the first song of the four-track EP. Touches by the water's edge Wrapped around me, got Versace plus your daughter's legs Who can ever be as high as me smoking red to the house With how hard I let me hold your legs Instead of stacking tokens while I'm talking legs Chocolate mint got me stuck like two broken legs Fire trees in the Dutch like it's Copenhagen That's a bit the best, I'm just shepherd this work Try to climb to the top But the steps up, sir Said me dropping hot shit But you never get hurt Love ya. Appreciate you. 